I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, April 24th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, and you thought Peak Pals, your boss was mean, and I don't mean you in particular, Jay, but the general you of the Peak Pal community. Well, one CEO went viral after telling her staff to leave Pity City <laughs> when they asked whether they'd lose their bonuses. Unfortunately, Jay, I feel like we're always in Pity City. Another praised an employee for selling her dog to commit to return to the office. They had to go back in the office and, you know, she had this dog and the dog couldn't come. So she sold the dog. Anyways, it's a terrible look. And there's been a bunch of these bosses going mean stories coming out lately. What do you think is up with them? Why is it happening? Is it video calls? Is it a cultural thing? I was going to say it is. Very few have been recorded by people outside the actual room where it's happening. Now that's happening more often because of Zoom. I think in this particular case, I actually watched it. How out of touch was the CEO with what was going on with her employees? I also think she got a massive bonus. Like, I think there's like, not only did she say mean things, but her bonus was like, I think I said it was like $5 million of ridiculous. So it's not a great look. Always assume you're being recorded, I guess, even if it's your own employees. That's like a political lesson that I've learned in politics. You probably have to. It's just, if it's going to seem like you're out of touch, don't say it. Not to center in on this CEO in particular, but she's the CEO of Herman Miller, the like expensive office chair company, like the office chairs that go for like 1200 bucks. Anyways, it's not like, you know, people, I think the lesson I've learned, Jim, and I don't know how much use this is, is, you know, unless you're doing like heart surgery or like really serious work, you know, if you're doing, if you're the chair company, you know, you can probably cool off a bit and still get the outcomes you want. Yeah. I have left pity city. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm still stuck there. And so maybe I'll get out someday. Brent, aside from your entrenched locale at Pity City, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, bed, bath, and gone. For our second story, don't pick up if Apple calls. And for our last story, fashion houses under scrutiny. For our first story, Bed, Bath & Beyond, the home goods retailer known for sky-high merch displays and, frankly, really bright lighting, they have finally thrown in the towel and filed for bankruptcy. That's tough news for interior designers everywhere, Brett. What happened? So the decision comes after months of desperate efforts by company management to save the furniture literally in this case, which included shutting down Canadian operations in February. It's happening because don't be surprised to see Bed Bath & Beyond's decline show up as a case study in an MBA program someday. Most analysts pin the blame for its collapse on avoidable management mistakes. Rather than investing in its technology and e-commerce capabilities like some of their competitors, management spent the last decade making a string of costly acquisitions that ultimately flopped and dishing out billions on share buybacks. As sales fell, they tried to replace name brand products with higher margin, private label alternatives, a strategy that wound up alienating customers who didn't trust the new labels and irritating suppliers whose products were, well, they weren't on the shelves anymore. But fierce e-commerce from e-commerce giants like Amazon also played a big role. And its founders admit that they missed the boat on the internet. Wow. Man, that was a long, that was a big boat. That's a big boat, and it was one that came a long time ago. While Bed Bath & Beyond floundered, the brick-and-mortar retailers like Walmart and Best Buy managed to protect much of their market share from internet retailers and eat away at Bed Bath & Beyond's market share, too. And here's where this all matters. Bed Bath & Beyond went from three decades of constant profitability as a public company to bankrupt in less than four years. It's a remarkable and swift fall for one of the pioneers of the big box store model that now dominates retail in the U.S. and Canada. For our second story, okay, so Apple has been peeping at your chaotic rambling notes entries and finally decided to roll out a journaling app. Of course, we're kind of kidding, but I don't know, are we, Jay? I don't think we are. So the company is expanding its push into the realm of mental health products with a new pre-downloaded app, codenamed Jurassic, that will utilize iPhone usage data to make suggestions for what to jot down, this according to the Wall Street Journal. 
Critics say this is a case of Sherlocking, a term for Apple's little habit of expressing interest in tech from smaller firms and stealing their ideas and employees. Yeah, it used to be only the domain of Amazon. The company claiming to be a victim is the journaling app Day One, the winner of the Apple Design Award. It claims it started to see a drop in App Store visibility in, way back in 2020. Another recent Wall Street Journal report shed some light on Apple's sticky figures, interviewing over two dozen people who had once talked to Apple about potential partnerships, only to hit a dead end and then see products with features very similar to the tech they created. After health tech company Massimo discussed integrating its blood oxygen centers into Apple Watches, Apple poached 30 employees and rolled out the same feature. Hmm. Wow. Surprise. And here's why it matters. Apple and other big tech players are emboldened to trade first and deal with the fallout later because the U.S. patent system, as one former director of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office put it, quote unquote, is tilted in the favor of the largest established firms. Companies that don't have billions to spend and armies of IP lawyers are at a crippling disadvantage. But for Apple's part, the company claims it doesn't steal anything, that supposed victims are actually copying its products, and it has licensed over 25,000 patents from independent smaller companies over the past three years alone. And they say, thank you very much, Jay. I'm sure they do. For our third and final story, if we learned anything from House of Gucci, it's that the fashion biz isn't always pretty. Per the New York Times, several fashion houses across Europe were raided by authorities earlier this week. The move is linked to an EU antitrust probe that aims to figure out whether any big fashion players have been flirting with cartels and restrictive business practices. The raid is disconnected from those carried out in 2021 and 2022, which looked into price fixing tied to sustainability targets and the supply of fragrance ingredients. Here's the bottom line. High fashion can add ramped up regulatory scrutiny to its list of things to worry about, along with competition from fast fashion and third party discount retailers. Those that are found guilty of breaching rules can face fines of as much as 10% of their global turnover. One gray area, however, will be continuing to balance the demands of ESG and antitrust regulators, where solutions can often be at odds with each other. In theory, when brands collaborate on ESG policies, it can have the effect of both raising prices and reducing quantity by limiting inventory that makes it to sale racks. Now to zoom out. Despite the continued demand for luxury goods, the crackdowns might spell major problems for fashion brands, especially smaller ones. Collaborating to solve issues will pave the way forward, just so long as those conversations steer clear of pricing. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a good day, Peak Pals. And Brett, congratulations to Wrexham on being promoted. Yeah, and congratulations to Toronto Maple Leafs for winning game three. And to the Bruins for winning game three as well. Game four is right after we have this conversation. Have a good one, Brett. You too, Jay. Wait.